Hey everybody! Before we get started today, we wanted to give a shout out to one of our friends in the TTRPG community. We're going to play a quick ad spot from a great show called Roleplaying and Roleplaying. You may know them on Twitter for their shitty ideas, but even though a lot of them are pretty awesome, don't question it, because they've stated over and over, shitty can mean anything they want. But without further ado, I give you Roleplaying and Roleplaying. Hello everyone. Welcome to the ad spot for Roleplaying and Roleplaying. We are an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast that is mainly comedy based. Our current campaign is called The Ring Bear Chronicles, in which a group of adventurers are trying to stop an evil lich with all the pee and willpower they can muster. So check us out on any platform where podcasts are available, and we hope you enjoy. Thanks! The fight was intense, but in the end we triumphed over the mad druid. Now with Ravison gone, the tomb is ours to loot and explore. But as the moonlight from Dreamer's spell faded, the door began to close, crushing the debris we used to keep it ajar. Well, I guess it's time we got that moose's head back to town for our reward. What will our new real estate look like? Find out on today's short quest, Long Rest. Itself. Debris would not hold it open. It was a nice attempt. Okay. Aye, I thought it was a good at least try. Tavini, having been standing in, like, outside the room, not participating in the looting thing because she felt really uncomfortable with that, and seeing what Rian a- accidentally did, uh, she's going to just stand uh, with her one hand on the door and the other hand on her holy symbol and pray for that unknown woman's soul that to you know for the father to embrace her if her soul is still out there wandering looking for for rest that the father helps her all right if you could give me a religion check an eight yeah even with a plus five oof Standing there in front of the door with your hand upon it, saying your prayer to Oral, or to, sorry, to Moradin. Oh my God. Can you tell? I have the- You've turned on us. Shh. Hush. Hush. (laughs) You feel the cold of this place. Now that all the animals are gone and there's no more bodies except your own to heat the space. Sort of encroaching upon you making your teeth chatter a little. And as you are speaking Morden's name, it almost feels like there are eyes upon you. That there is some sinister presence in the air that is bringing this coldness to this place. And it's there for mere moments before you finish your prayer. And you do not feel that usual familiar warmth in your chest that you typically would when praying to Moradin. This is most definitely Oral's space, and she is going to keep her claim upon it. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Tavini's out. <laughs> you've, you, you guys Scurry. have probably never seen her run, but she running. She's she's like, no, 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 no. So, do we want to raid the rest of this place? I know there's another door down south that I'm sure we're going to need another spell for. Or do we want to just head on back and collect our reward? Because, I'm not sure if you remember, but we're going to inherit a tavern. Tavern! A tavern that could be a dilapidated old building. Aye. Ah, it's just a spit shine and and some hard work, and we'll have that thing up and running in no time. Or several hundred spit shines. Hey, whatever it takes. Spent my youth swabbing decks, this'll be nothing. Look, after the puke sarcophagus, I'm ready to leave. Aye. The smell was bad. Aye, that was a 
that was my fault and I apologize. Again, looking in there, I saw she had uh, oral iconography all over. So if there's, I mean, I'm not saying that she deserved to be defiled or anything, but she is essentially an enemy of all that is good. So, Well, an en enemy of daytime, at least. I guess that's true. I mean, I, I don't know. They're, they're, people are but say that You wouldn't know that much about her. You can at least recognize her uh, mm. her symbols. And so the only thing we really know is that in Watchmanjigger, they're like sacrificing people to her. She seemed like kind of a dick when we met. Oh, that's right. You saw her on the other side. Like a you know, pretty big jerk. In a way, it's hard to explain. But I can try on the way out. <clears throat> To explain. So, what are we getting paid for this moose thing? Some part of it? Oh, we're getting a tavern for killing it and taking care of it. But as far as uh, the... We did have some offers along the way for its head. Or we could put its head in our own tavern. You know, they talked about how it'd bring people around forever, for all over the place to come see it. What if we did it first? Well, you're put it in our own tavern. You're probably not getting your tavern until you have proof that it's dead. Well, you got the swords. Mine will get messy. Hey, that's true. You can't really beat a neck to death, can you? Or beat a neck off. I mean, you can. It's just going to take a while. <laughs> yeah, quick. Kralik, do me a favor and beat it off. <laughs> just... <laughs> hmm. Phrasing. Ah, uh, if only it wasn't purposeful. Anyways, um, that's why yeah, I was so, uh, Yeah, I know you were. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Rian's gonna. Do I have anything better than that? I was just seeing if I had something that was better than actual just taking swords. I got a those. hand axe. That'll do. I'll use that. I'll be like, Greg, give me your hand axe. Be like, these are these are nice swords. I don't want to. This this is axe work. Oh, well, he's getting my hand axe then. Sweet. Yeah, or he'll go to he'll go to hacking. That's right. a big ass head too. It's gonna take probably a couple of us hauling that thing. Like, <laughs> I would say two of you between yourselves would be able to manage, but you'd be moving at a much slower speed than normal back through the woods. Nice. I like that. I can see just me and Kralik carrying it, like one antler on one shoulder and one on the like walking like a like a pig on a spit type thing. Like one antler on Kralik's shoulder, walking in front, reeing in behind with one on his shoulder, just trudging through the forest. Tavini's actually going to head towards the, like, up this way, towards the woods, and see if she can find big enough, like, branches. And see if it's possible for her to make, like, a makeshift sled. Oh, that's cool. Okay. It'll make it easier, because then someone can just drag it instead of having to actually lift the thing. Yeah, so as you are approaching the edge of the woods, that feeling of being watched lingers with you until you are out of the immediate vicinity, outside that circle that surrounds the uh, the uh, inner courtyard there of the elven tomb. At the edge of the woods, you know, peering in, I'm going to need you to give me a uh, investigation check because any branches that are out there, you're either going to have to break them off the trees or if they're already fallen, you're going to be, you know, kicking around in the snow for them. Yeah, she's probably going to aim for branches up in the tree and use her uh, <laughs> sacred flame to knock them down. Okay. Uh, in that case, instead of investigation, go ahead, give me perception to see if you can spot any ones that are like, you yeah, know, that one's perfect, that's a good size. <laughs> Ten. You're able to spot enough. I mean, honestly, you find enough for what you're trying to do, but it does take you about 15, 20 minutes. Well, she's out. Well, yeah, she's, she's happy to spend 15 minutes getting what she needs away from that area and just like mm -hmm. praying like talking to Moradin the whole time even though she, she's she's not sure if Moradin can hear what she's saying but she's talking to him about everything that just happened just to kind of 
relax herself because she is freaked out by what she felt. Oh she is like making it burn. actually terrified. You are about halfway through getting enough branches for the sledge that you're trying to make when you hear faintly in the woods a rhythmic tapping sound. It's very this. Uh-oh. Better go check it out alone. Tavini's <laughs> like a hundred feet away from the party. <laughs> uh, we'll get to what the others were doing yeah, uh, yeah. in the meantime, but you curious or are you going back? She's curious. So you step into the shade of the pine trees, seeking out the sound of that and... It takes you a couple minutes to zero in on the noise. You come around the base of a pine tree, and there in the gnarled roots that are poking up out of the snow, you see what appears to be mere inches tall, a humanoid with no discernible face, dark skin, uh, bundled in what appears to be grass fibers. Or maybe even pine needles strung together. It has taken a stick and is standing in front of the pine tree in what can only be a lumberjack's stance. And this tiny, tiny humanoid is swinging away at the base of this pine tree, precisely as you would imagine a lumberjack to do. This t t t Oh. As you say hello, it, it pauses mid-swing and turns to look up at you. And where there should be a face, all you see is a smooth mask instead. And it just kind of continues to stare at you. And then it hides the stick behind its back. Uh, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> um, uh, uh, carry on. It cocks its head to one side uh, in a very curious fashion, almost like a dog. It does not carry on. Oh, okay. Um, I, I am Trini. What, what is your name? It makes no sound, but takes the stick out from behind its back, looks at it, looks at you, and then extends its tiny arm up to offer you the stick. Oh, um, thank you. She accepts the stick. As soon as you do, and this this branch, like, you're small, it is maybe as long as one of your fingers. But as soon as you have taken possession of the stick... Never accept items from pay. This tiny humanoid shape fades into the trunk of the pine tree it was trying to presumably chopped down. Oh, <laughs> That's so sweet. Until... She will, uh, think what she assumes was maybe a, a spirit or something and continue looking for the remaining, um, branches that she needs for the sled. With the stick, uh, like, carefully tucked in a pocket, a pouch. Yeah. And strangely, as difficult as it was for you to find branches before that strange encounter, with the stick in your possession, you're able to work much more quickly. Oh. And hardly two or three minutes later, you finally have enough wood to carry back to the others to start your sledge. Oh, wow. Nice. A blessing of the forest upon you. She is very curious. But yes, she will return as soon as she's done and the uh the rest of you sort of gathering around working on this moose you know obviously preparing to take its head with you is there anything else you want to take from this animal um i guess would we identify anything like say we want to give like a survival roll to see if this thing's worth like like krellick do you want to take its like coat to make like a I mean, I got nothing, I got, I'm not against, like, 
taking everything of this thing because you know at least that that almost seems more like honorable to it to actually use up everything yeah. we're going to use as opposed to just chopping its head off and leaving its body to rot at a, at a tomb. Just... I would say that you you do recall uh, that it was suggested that if you wanted to make more money off of it that you could haul back its meat and sell it, but looking at the There's size no of this way. creature, it would take mm. everyone uh, heaving back pieces of it yeah. to get it all back. Yeah, we got I, time. We might be able to try to take some of the coat, but so I was thinking, we take the pelt. I think maybe we butcher it, and maybe leave some of the food in the in the tomb itself because we know the animals come here and kind of hang out. Yeah, and... I mean, the animals just eat off the corpse. Yeah, they'll just eat it right there. That's true. Animals will eat just off the corpse yeah. too. So I guess it's not that bad of a deal if we leave it just the way it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm not against taking that pelt because I think that would be cool to turn that into like somebody's armor to have like the fucking dread moose, you know, like fur lined coat or something like that. Felgrin with a fur lined oh, white geez. moose cape. Exactly, oh. that's what I'm saying. Like some shit like that. That's like that's mm. some epic legend shit right there. Very smart looking. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I went to cloak and not pimp coat. <laughs> um, now it's it not too late. We haven't decided yet. Fuzzy hat. Oh yeah, fucking fuzzy hat. Yeah. There's enough. I would say that there's enough hide there to make fuzzy hats for everyone in the party that does not yet have a hat. We can make we can all dread white fuzzy hat gang. Dread white moose yushankas. Yushankas. <laughs> 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 Your flaps. So, we'll just start talking in like Canadian accents and shit. Yes. Like, like we're fucking from Fargo. <laughs> Uh, oh, we just killed that moose, don't you know? Oh, boy. Yeah, well, sure. There goes our Canadian I'm listeners. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure the Canadians will love that. I, I think we already I think we already alienated our Canadian listeners. At no, we, we praised Probably them. when we didn't follow through. We did, but we didn't follow through on the things oh, we promised. I, I we said when we got to... You did not. You said you're going to Oh, yeah, you, you did, technically. Huh? You said you're going to watch more hockey and then watched a game. It was more hockey. <laughs> Was it more than zero? It was, it was, but that's a technicality. You think that's they took that seriously? We need to like, we need, we need to all sit down and enjoy a hockey game together. Oh, it's a good call. We should stream a hockey game together. While we we should make poutine for each each person makes poutine. We'll eat some poutine, watch hockey, and then I don't know, do letter Dude, the NHL would grill us, us if we streamed something like that. Order some all dressed chips. All dressed chips. That's a good one. Uh, I already eat those. Oh, ketchup chips then. Oh god. Ketchup chips? Yes, sir. Oh god. I don't know if I like that. Well, I, I it doesn't matter if good. you like it. You gotta try it. it. I mean, French fries are just potatoes exactly. and ketchup. It's, it's just potato. It's yeah, potato chips and ketchup. They are fine. It's a shortcut. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I was watching a fight and a hockey game broke out. It like, happens all the time. <laughs> womp womp womp. Yes. You guys so, are. Yeah, we're idiots. I love you as much as I hate you. It's understandable. You know what? And that should be how all of our audience feels, too. It should. If they don't, then you're not watching yeah, us, sure right? That's how my wife feels about me, too. Yeah, they're not watching us at all. <laughs> we we got people who don't. Well, yeah. wait, yeah, they're not watching. They're listening. That's true. You're absolutely correct. Um, I don't know. All I mean, right, right. smart-ass. If they were watching us, I'd be concerned. I'm watching you. I'm watching you. Imagine, yeah. I mean, I unplug my webcam just so that that sort of thing doesn't happen. I got a little ah. slide thing for it. Ah, clever. Yeah. Well, I said it just came with it. It's not, not that clever. It, oh, it has wow. like a little plastic slide that goes over top of it. I rescind my statement, my compliment. That's understandable. You shouldn't compliment me at all. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think uh, we'll we'll take the coat, we'll take the and the head, and we can figure out to do with the head. Maybe we can make like, right. I can make like dual swords out of its fucking antlers. Sweet. No, we need the antlers. Okay. I was just saying, you want to swing some twenty-foot antlers? Hell's yeah. Well, no, I chop. No, we need it for the head. It's got to be displayed. Full glory. Yeah, if you're gonna That's mount true. it on the wall, you're gonna take its antlers. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I was just thinking like other things we could do with it. You know. Anyways, as you are having this conversation about whether to take the coat or whether to you know only take the head, finally get started. Butchering the coat, taking, you know, as much of it as you can, mm -hmm. as neatly as you can, because it was attacked a great deal. Tavini comes back with just armloads of wood, almost bending her over backwards. She's probably got, like, a rope tied around extra. 
She's probably got like just dragging extra along. Yeah, with with like the rope tied around the extra and just, like dragging it behind her because she can't like carry it with little arms. <laughs> She's adorable. <laughs> so getting started on a sledge. Does anyone else want to do anything while you guys are here? Um, uh, say depending on how this long this t- long this takes, did you guys want to go check out that other room? Like, I don't know how long it's going to take all this to do. That's if somebody wanted to. I figure yeah, it'll uh, help help Sylvie out. I think. Yeah, I think okay. Crab will just help the moose. You can't help the moose; he's dead. Help with the moose. Oh, that was the thought. <laughs> Alrighty. What were we saying, Lando? I'm sorry. You started saying something. I figured whatever is in the other tomb is not worth it. Say goodbye to that plus three druid staff. <laughs> plus, y'all are at my mercy anyway. I'm not going to cast a spell. Oh, Wow, bro. Wow. Poor sport. Taking his ball is this and going home. I, is this because I desecrated that corpse? <laughs> is this because I puked on that dead druid's feet? <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. That's where I drew the line. Yeah, it's understandable. It's a good line. It's a good line fair. to have. It's, it's a good line enough. to have. I'm saying, in my defense, I in no way, shape, or form had every intention of throwing up on something's feet. <laughs> yes, but... I didn't wake up today and say, I think I'm going to throw up on someone's feet. But even <laughs> serial, Let alone even serial killers have a line you can't cross. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Yep. <laughs> Swiftly. Yeah. Swiftly. So, getting the moose parts, getting the mm-hmm. sled put together. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have any nails, but I'm. Yeah, she's got rope. So she'll use the rope to. Bind it all together? Yeah. yeah. I got some twine if you need it. I got a whole fishing tackle with me all the time. Mm. Alright. So. Tavini, you come back, and together, the group working on the sled, working on skinning this massive elk, or moose, it takes about two hours altogether. You know, especially without any sort of nails, uh, binding the sled takes a little bit of experimentation. You know, like, oh, do do I cross this? Do I need to tie it here? Oh, I need to use this knot, not this one. Eventually, you're able to load up the still cooling, because this thing was massive, taking a very, very long time for the heat to leach out of it, head onto the sled. What I will ask, is there anything else that the party wants to do before you leave this location? And is Sanar accompanying you? Mm, I guess that's up to Sanar. Like, so... Miss Sonar, is what do you want to do? Do you, I know you said, I know you're you used to be a druid. I know you don't care for civilization, uh, but I don't know if you want to stick around in the place that was your tomb. I don't really know what you prefer. And if you're willing to leave the place that the, the you know the brazier that keeps you alive and keep it unguarded, I don't really know what you're what you're feeling. Do you, any of you have a cloak for me? Uh, I'm sure yes. We can I think I think so. Uh, I think he's got extra. He has an extra set of clothes in his bag, so. Okay. I, oh, I imagine a cloak comes with that. It's part of the and pack I, I think that he got. It's uh... always yeah. the druid too. Yeah. F- I would accept that. Yeah, fine clothes. It's not like a super warm one, but it's better than nothing. And I don't think war matters to her. <laughs> well, why ask for the cloak? I think to hide. Is that what you... Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's how I imagined it. She is a mummy. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, he'll uh, take the cloak out of his bag and hand it over. She reaches out and accepts the cloak, and very briefly, those dry, dusty fingertips brush your own leaving behind a faint smell of dusty pumpkin spice. She wraps that cloak around herself and pulls up the hood, allowing it to hang far enough in front of her face to conceal most of the 
terrifying visage of a mummy in its wrappings takes up a place not immediately beside the sledge, but sort of behind it and off to one side. And standing there, she doesn't shuffle around like you would expect a person to. There's a statuesque quality because there's this person is not even breathing. There's no mist of warm air in front of them in the cold like there is in front of all of yours. Uh, in front of your faces, I should say. And she looks to you, Felgren, and nods her appreciation. Thank you. Least I can do for all of the help. Aye, but what, uh, what is your plan? I mean, obviously you're coming with us, but you're... You plan on staying with us? Do you plan on settling down somewhere? Like, uh, what's... What's the idea? What you're, what you're thinking? I find walking helps me to think. Well, walking we can do. Wing it, right. then it is. Mm-hmm. That's what we do best. And the gang sets out back towards the Lonely Wood. Towards the, you know, the Lonely town of it. Wood. Entering the forest of the Lonely Wood, mm-hmm. heading to the town of Lonely Wood. And as difficult as it was to find the tomb, where it is now much easier for Dreamer to navigate his way back to guide you southward. And it's strange that, you know, after about an hour or so, there is this sort of recognition that the way back to the tomb behind you has grown fuzzy in your minds. Interesting. There's certainly uh, perhaps some sort of enchantment on the place that made it so difficult to find in the first place, even with dreamer's assistance however finding your way back to lonely wood is not as difficult still takes a good amount of time about three hours or so as you're rolling into town you know through the trees where you can see some of the buildings and feel that wind whipping off the lake and even see the white expanse of it beyond the tree line in the town You're struck by just how few people there are wandering the streets, remembering that most were hiding in their homes for fear of the moose, whose head you now draw with you. Mm -hmm. So, unfortunately, there is no fanfare that accompanies your triumphant return to the town. You exit from the woods on the north end of the, uh, the space. And make your way down along the waterfront towards the home of your employer. So, what's everybody think? Do we go to the the mayor's house and just kind of be like, hey, check it out. Here's the head. We did what we are supposed to do. Give us the tavern. Or do we do this with some pizzazz? I don't think it was the mayor. Ah, uh, yeah, she, I don't, you're right, I, I forget exactly what she oh, was. Oh, okay, yeah. usually like, she the was, old lady, right? Yeah, an old lady, I know she was some type of important person of the town, but yeah, well, what's I don't the, know what's she the was... What's the pizzazz idea? Like, going out to, like, the square here, kind of out on by the docks, or maybe by the bar, and just, like, announcing our triumph. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, toot our own horn. Yeah. Increase like, that legend. <laughs> Exactly. Type type thing like being like all who come out who are free of the the dangers of the lonely wood type thing like <laughs> get the, all the bar people to come out and see us with the head and everything like that way also it it'll just drive up our our notoriety for our tavern afterwards too because people will be like they they just did that and they're gonna be setting up down at the the tavern down the uh, way yeah, down hell at- we're going there. <laughs> Down at the moose's bane. There you go. <laughs> uh, speaker. She was the speaker. That's it. Speaker. That's right. Yep. That seems to be all their names, right? Because the last guy, the the, the orc dude at uh, the half orc, he was a, he was called the speaker, right? Is that that must be like a common name for the the people in charge around here? <laughs> the dreadlight tavern. What was that, Lando? Speaks for the people. He speaks for the people. He's a speeple. <laughs> people. Yep. But yeah, I'm down with it. Yeah. 
All right. We're like, hey guys, I got a great idea. He's like, follow me, follow me. This is going to be great. Craddock, other side, let's go. And he fucking starts <laughs> heading down towards the tavern, like out here between the two taverns, like off the dock where we can get the most people all at once. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah, maybe even hollering as we parade down to get some more people on the way. Yeah, the uh, the lucky liar was uh, one of the, the taverns in town. Mm-hmm. The other place, the happy scrimshander, is a uh, scrimshander shop. Oh, that's right. That was uh, it was it had the light on, so it threw me off. But I know that's just your, you illuminating the spots. Yep. Sp- uh, places of interest on the map. Yep, exactly. As soon as Rain starts like shouting and getting people's attention, like, hey, look, we did this thing. Uh, Tavini, like, pulls away from the group and just kind of, like, pulls her cloak up a little bit more and looks a, a lot smaller than usual, just staying back and trying to, like, be be kind of part of the crowd if there's any yep. people gathering. Not, not the group, just, like, hanging back. She's still shaken. She doesn't want the, the attention. Oh. Understandable. Yep. Which is fine. And... We'll take the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> so what exactly are you shouting at the uh, the tavern? I think it's it's very... I don't think it's as... Because I made it sound like very epic sounding. But uh, I think it's more... A little more cocky. But like... Be like, uh, essentially, oh, what would we say something? You can do the epic, I can do the epic part, bro. Okay, fire fire it up, bud. (laughs) Well, I was gonna follow it up. Oh, gotcha, 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 okay. And then, like, uh, I think he hollers out first thing and been like, um, like something really stupid, like, uh, hey, raise your hand if you've ever seen the head of a dead great white moose or something like that, like, just to get somebody (laughs) to stick their head out and, like, and we're, me and Krellick will just have it, like, held up, like, way high up above our heads. Well, I guess not that high, because Krellick's vertically <laughs> challenged. Um, <laughs> yeah, vertically challenged. It's on my shoulder, and he's holding one side way up. Yeah, all right. So you, uh, you shout this into the darkness at the, uh, the lucky liar. Mm-hmm. And for about 30, 40 seconds, nothing happens. And then you see a curious face leaning into view through one of the windows, almost like they're leaning back in their chair. And it peers out into the darkness. You could see them squinting, even at this distance. Because as you could probably imagine, you're standing in the dark with this thing. Mm -hmm. And all they're seeing is, you know, the the light is uh, in their eyes. Tavini, Tavini, lantern please. She unshutters her, like, pulls out her lantern and unshutters it. There you go. Illuminate it. <laughs> it's very Cast interesting. Cast us in a cool color. <laughs> because Tavini is very, very small. <laughs> so that lantern is down around your feet. So the effect of being illuminated from underneath <laughs> makes the scene <laughs> of Rian holding a moose head upon his shoulder with Krellick's assistance <laughs> yards miles more grisly than it has any right to be. The light's red, right? <laughs> the rest of... Light's red. <laughs> I mean, awesome. what, t- what color to be? Uh, red. <laughs> sure. It's maybe like a warm orange, but because of her mood, it's like shifted to a red. There you go. <laughs> okay, yeah. Illuminated from beneath with what appears to, you know, maybe a local yokel to be the fires of hell <laughs> illuminating those who are standing around this head. And you see this look of mingled shock and fear on this person's face as they continue to stare and they're tipping back further mm-hmm. and further, a little stunned, until you see their arms fly up as they flail and apparently fall on their back out of sight. <laughs> that makes it all worth it. There's a good another minute yeah. before you can see through the windows a rush of people towards the front door as... The first emerging. 
comes the uh, the tavern owner, that grizzled woman that you had met before. She kind of pushes her way out through a throng of people onto the step and plants her hands on her hips. And before she's able to say anything, there's people rushing out past her towards you all, gathering in a semicircle behind Tavini, who's still, you know, Halloween lantern illuminating this scene. Yeah, she's gonna hook it onto Rayan's belt and just, like, skitter away. She doesn't want the attention, she's like, ah! Mm. I'll go stand over with her. Nice. I think I'll, uh, look to grin and give a wink, but, like, bring us home, big guy. Are they all (laughs) gathering around? Yeah, there's a throng of people gathering around you, giving you about, you know, five or or ten feet of space or so, forming a semicircle around you. Many of them still with drinks in hand. Couple of them swaying on their feet. He's gonna unhook the lantern from Reen's belt and hold it above his head. There we were, trouncing (laughs) through the lonely wood. He starts stamping his feet. Approaching an abandoned druid's temple. It was quiet. Too quiet. (laughs) Until, from out of nowhere, the great behemoth descended. I think I go... (laughs) Snarling. (laughs) Gnashing teeth. (laughs) Stamping its hooves ready to charge until it was bombarded by magic, sword, mace, and hammer, until, with a mighty cry, it fell at our feet. I think I give a cue to to Kralik to drop it on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Defeated, for our might was too much, too great. And here, he kind of motions to the head, Mm Mm-hmm. Is your proof? It bows. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me a performance check with advantage. Goddamn right. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I earned the advantage. There you go. Dice gods, don't be cruel. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Double 14. Ooh. 14 and a 14. Nice. <laughs> so, as silence follows your story... You see that the crowd has been joined by the elderly woman that had sent you upon this job. You know, you're not quite sure of when she arrived. But as your story ends and she goes to speak, there is a chorus of cheers, many of them drunken, (laughs) from the people who have been standing out here around you in the snow. Uh, Many are throwing up their hands, and, you know, as they throw up their hands, they're tossing beer all over. Some are stamping their boots, there's claps going on, whistles and jeers. It is a cacophony of sound that, for a brief time, seems to quiet even the constant winds that blow off the lake here. (laughs) Big ass. And almost like the, uh, almost like the steamy breath of a great dragon, they're, uh, there's all this steam in the air from their cheering. Thank you, this, thank you. You're too kind. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing like the stage bows. <laughs> yes, but do go on. He says as they yeah. continue you, uh, <laughs> And from the darkness, you hear the pinging of coins being thrown at you. <laughs> and you're seeing them dot the snow at your feet in the red light, you know, kind of reflecting that light back couple of them bounce off the horns of the moose with this very hollow sound. A couple of them bounce off your horns, Felgrin. <laughs> uh, there's even one or two coins that are thrown with a little too much enthusiasm, but ow, it's too good ow, of a moment damn. to really kind of look at that unfavorably. There are worse ways to go than being pelted with money. Aye, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yes, yes, ah. come closer, take a look. Aye. By all means. Aye, it won't bite. Or will it? <laughs> <laughs> when you do that, do you kind of like yeah. lift its head and give it a little shake towards yeah. us? Like, ah, like I just lift up one of the little antlers and kind of shake it a little bit. Like, ah, ah I can't. It's not. It's dead. <laughs> it is. It's very dead. It's, this is just the head. So. Hey. But yeah, he'll step step aside. So any people who want to look can, can look. Yeah, so you make that invitation. A bunch of people come rushing forward and crowding around it and... Soon it's hard to move, Krellick and Rian. Because there's just so many people that are like, 
wanting to poke it and prod it. A couple of them are like tugging on the the antlers as if they're trying to break off some of the tines to take as a souvenir. Yeah, I think that's what we're like. I, I, I off hands off the merchandise. That's I, going up. That's mm, yes. Don't ruin the mounting. That's going to be going up in your new favorite cavern. Mm, yes, just down the <laughs> way over here, if I recall. Yep. Ain't that right, Miss Speaker? I point her out of the group. <laughs> as you point her out, all these people who are enraptured by your group turn towards the uh, the small speaker. And she's been standing there with her arms folded, you know, leaning on a cane, and very slowly nods. Well, I should probably take you to your uh, new holdings now, shouldn't I? Hey, that would be much appreciated. Would you like someone to take care of that head for you? Oh no, we'll bring it with us, don't worry about it. She nods with that and starts making her way southward as if expecting people to follow. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go with it and be like, Ladies and gentlemen, we are your deliverers. And he heads that way. Jesus. Another course of cheers, the like, yeah. Really hamming <laughs> it up there, bud. Yeah, I love it. We should be like a traveling troop from here on out. <laughs> I will say that as you are heading southward, Dreamer, you're a very, very observant person. And you, kind of glancing over your shoulder, have to do a double take. Because you see the owner of the Lucky Liar, this woman, Danae, oh, no. <laughs> staring I thought daggers. It, yeah. At your retreating backs. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Oh no! I did. I, I, I thought about it as soon as I as soon as we started fucking talking shit out in front of their bar. I was like, "This is gonna cause a, a scene, which is gonna be all right." She makes eye contact with you, Dreamer, and her scowl deepens before she turns back and stomps her way back inside of her bar and slams the door shut behind her. Before she, before she goes in the door, I'm going to give her like a half-hearted wave. A happy wave? <laughs> half-hearted. <laughs> oh. Yeah. She's, he's doing the fucking... Uh, like a, yeah, sorry. Wasn't my idea. His Baymax wave. Tavini is like still staying out of the spotlight as best she can, just like out of the way, not letting people see her, just trying to... Ah. Spooked. The spooked halfling. Oh. Hello there. Felgren here. Sorcerer extraordinaire. If you're like me, you're a fan of the simple beauty of the gold piece. And I've got a way for you to save someone some high-quality merchandise from RatTrapGames.com. Low-cost scenics that are a breeze to assemble. Mats that make any GM's life easier. Books, dice, and more. To help you build the perfect world. Use code SQLR21 for 10% off at RatTrapGames.com to make your tabletop epic. Alright. So... Speaker Nimsy leads you to the front door of the place known as the Ramshackle, where they've said that they've been storing many things. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me uh, let me drop you guys down on here. Yeah, buddy. There we are. Here we are. Here is our fucking bar. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Second verse. <laughs> Same as the first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now remember, remember that this is the place that has been closed for at least two years, and it looks it. Mm-hmm. The outside is uh, obviously worn. You know, someone's not been cleaning the outside space, so there's debris there all over and heaps of snow. The sign is creaking obnoxiously. It obviously hasn't been oiled in a while. And as Speaker Nimsy opens the door in front of you, you find yourselves staring into a space in which there is just heaps of lumber 
and assorted boxes all over the place. Hmm. Says, well, we'll um, have these cleaned up here uh, by some of the locals that have been using it for storage. They'll have to find other spaces for their things. Hmm. Yeah, time to go in. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And she's, uh, she's walking inside through, like, you know, there's junk on the left side, junk on the right side. Turns right and opens a set of double doors into a large space where the ceiling is easily, you know, 20, 25 feet overhead. It's a peaked roof. So at its highest, uh, it's about 30 feet overhead. There's rafters. You can see cobwebs hanging everywhere. It's cold in here, but, you know, insulated enough that you can't hear the sound of the wind outside as, ho- as well. The glass is all dirty from the inside, so you can hardly see out. There is a uh, few abandoned casks still on the bar top. The tables have holes in them. You can see there's a dartboard at the far side of the room that has like a pair or trio of rusty daggers sticking out of it. And she kind of stops in the middle of the room and gestures around and, oh, it's going to need a bit of cleaning and emptying out and maybe some new furniture, but... It's got potential. Aye. Aye, it is currently a shithole. But <laughs> it's our shithole. And he kind of puts his arms out and kind of like like displays to the place. He takes in a big deep breath. Just... Breathe in that dust. Yep, exactly. Um, is this like a big like uh, fire pit essentially that runs the length up here? Oh, yes. Yeah, I think Rian, like, comes and takes a look at that and immediately starts, like, grabbing just debris wood and shit and throwing it in there and gets ready to fucking fire it up. Get some heat up in this place to take a look at it and get a good look at it. Get some, like, actual light in this place. Alright. Yeah. Uh, they've been using quite a lot of this for lumber storage, so mm-hmm. yeah, you are indeed very quickly able to fill this sort of long stone brazier with enough wood that you know, when you go to light it, it illuminates the room pretty well. Nice. Like, there it is. Oh, that's all. Even that. It's a hundred times better. Look at this. And I, <laughs> which is, he's being not sarcastic, but like, he's being delusional. Enthusiastic. Yeah, I was going to say, because like, I'm sure now that it's lit and you can see how bad it actually is now that there's actually light in there. <laughs> It's certainly eerie with all the shadows from all the junk being thrown up on the walls around you. Uh, Felgren, as you and Krellick approach the back door there, you can see that it's not closed entirely. Uh, In fact, it looks like the latch is broken Mm. from where you're standing. Yeah, he'll he'll, uh, step in. You find yourself in, uh, obviously, a disused kitchen. There are, you know, pots hanging from hooks in the ceiling, a couple of pans. There's an empty hearth on the north end that is just ash. Not even just ash in the hearth, but it's also spilled out onto the floor. And you could see rodent tracks through the ash that have sort of, you know, trailed it around the entirety of the wooden floored kitchen here. (laughs) Shut your face. Well, the kitchen is, uh, awful. <laughs> he comes out now. I like to think of it as a work in progress all the way on, around. Leans on the bar. You going down, Krellick? Uh, I am, I think I'm going down very slowly, so... Yeah, be careful. Hi. Go down. Don't want you falling through the staircase. Yeah, who knows how <laughs> lo- how disused those stairs are, so be careful going down. I'll be right yeah, behind you. Yeah, probably going to go down very slowly in case any of these things decide to snap. Yeah, don't, don't walk in the middle of it. Stay to the sides. Now, here I'll show you guys something interesting about Foundry, because at the top of your screen, you should actually see that there is the ramshackle first floor, mm-hmm. ramshackle basement, and ramshackle oh. roof. Yeah. You can navigate to these freely if you choose. Damn straight we can. No way. It's so cool. So you guys can explore this space that you own. You're the best, Josie. Where's the moose head? Can we bring it inside? Uh, it was yeah. a little too wide to bring say, it inside, it's so it's outside. currently 
sitting out in the uh, the snow there. Probably keep an eye on it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I'd say people were seem to be eyeing it pretty hard. Yeah, they they probably just went back with drinking, but it's probably a good idea. She yeah. also didn't want to be like seen, like noticed as much, so she's probably just like. I think he's just gonna walk down going this, outside down this hallway, just open doors just as he goes. Yep, yeah, the doing you, the same. You're finding some uh, all the rooms down here. The bedding is awful. There is obviously uh, been a long time since they were cleaned. And there's a musty smell that drifts out of every room door that you open. There are five rooms down here in the basement on the south end. Two large ones and three smaller chambers. Hmm. Oh, so this is like... It's a tavern slash inn. Or it could just be our rooms. We got a bat cave. If we do. I mean, that's that's not, not a whole other way to look at it. We could either do a, like, we could rent these rooms out as a ta- like an inn, or have our own little housing when we come here anytime we want. Our own little rooms. You you entered the uh, the larger room, right? Yes. Okay. I would say that you as a dwarf... Roll me a perception check at advantage. <gasps> I see it. Crit. 20, yes. Oh, natty 20. 23. Hells yeah. Give us all them secret doors. So eyeballing <laughs> the stonework around you doesn't take long for you to point out that the wall opposite the hallway is different than the rest of this. And you find yourself in front of a secret door. Of course, curious. He's going to check it immediately. What, what you got there? Yeah. This isn't no normal wall. They... Are you telling us our tavern has a secret door? Push the door open. My God, this is like a dream come true. This is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah, entering know. the space, it is disappointingly barren (laughs) however it is here for you to if you ever need to hide anything in place well is it just like a closet this is like a big storeroom nothing here but we can hide whatever we want no no the the value is in the hidden room I I it's still really cool it is (laughs) pleasant surprise I will be uh, enjoying that room often, I think. You can also, if you want to, uh, navigate to the roof of this building. Hells yeah, we want to go to the roof. That's if you, uh, you know, your character ever feels like retreating up there. No particular reason, of course. Yeah. For no particular reason. Curiosity right now, he probably won't go back up there again. Yeah, honestly, it's more so that's the whole thing. We want, I just... Rian just wants to see everything about this place. He's so excited that we have a we have a friggin' tavern. Yeah, and uh, like I was saying, I can uh, set you up with a bunch of assets. You guys can play house between sessions. Absolutely, Ooh. absolutely. Now I, I will say that Dreamer, you being the observant type, notice through one of the windows towards the back of the first floor that there is a door outside. You know, sort of at an angle on the building. That, as you're walking through the tavern, you can't find a way into whatever room it leads to from inside the building. (laughs) There's another secret door. What do you mean? It doesn't strike you as secret, because it's a very obvious door. And... But from the inside. Not not, uh, passable from the inside. Unless there is another secret door, but you'd have to hunt for it. Oh, it's like an external... Like a entryway into like a like a almost like a shed door going into like a, a part of the house type thing. Yes. Gotcha. Hmm. Actually, well, cool. yeah, I might as well go around the outside. That's actually after Rian got a look at the first thing. That's that's he would probably do the same too because he's looking for bigger entrances for Mirian. I know we have Mirian inside already, but like if there's any tight squeezes for her to get in, he's like eyeing the place up to see where he could like bust out a wall and build a bigger door for her to come in and out of. Miri has curled up, draped herself across a bunch of junk underneath the largest window in the place. 
like her own little horde. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Tavini. Mm-hmm. Hi, Tavini. Uh, that door in front of you. Oh. Oh, that's, that's you... the door. Nice. Yeah, it is. You can see it through uh, that window, I think, Rian. Yeah, even if you're off to the right there. Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity, she'll try the door while Rian's there. It's unlocked. Oh. <gasps> Ooh. And stepping inside, you are blasted with the smell, the lingering scent of yeast. It's very grain-like smell in here. There's a couple of bags that have obviously been chewed through by rats. But in front of you sits this absolutely massive steel vat that is far taller than yourself with a, uh, a spigot down at the bottom. And there are a couple of empty casks in, stacked up in one corner of this small room. She will hold her like fingertip under the, the spigot and like try and open it a little bit and see what comes out. Just age to hell liquor in there. That'd be awesome. When you... Just like uh, lightly, not like full, full bore type. Yeah, just a little. So even just opening it a trickle, uh, what spills out onto your hand is a beer, obviously. Oh. Not a particularly fine liquor, but you're just essentially pouring beer onto your hand from this spigot that you've opened. She closes it. <laughs> oh. Beer. <laughs> She's wondering if Helda will have like any like tips on what to do with that. You guys have your own uh, beer vat there to brew mm-hmm. stuff in. <laughs> that is awesome. All of this is awesome. <laughs> now say cue the uh, Revenge of the Nerds fucking one foot in front of the other montage theme song. <laughs> yep, that's where uh, we're going to be brewing Fellbrow. Fellbrow. <laughs> <laughs> Whammo. Hells yeah. Well, I'd say this was a quite a good deal for a little bit of moose killing. I mean, this is like a dream come true. Could you imagine? Like he kind of comes over and sits at the little, at the little table and just kind of takes in the the whole area. <laughs> Kraelix. <laughs> Kraelix. Yep. Kraelix finest. Kraelix finest. I tried to get him to change the name. <laughs> It was beautiful. I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> Tap Vini. I like it. Oh, anybody else got any? Uh, anybody else got any fucking uh, <laughs> pun names for Tap our beer? Vini. I like yeah. that one. Uh... Uh, Felgren, as you sit, Finnegan, stepping lightly amidst all the clutter that is within this space comes to your side sits down on the bench beside you or you know at your feet and rests his head in your lap what's the verdict oh you're asking me yeah i don't think you know much about taverns i would imagine but it's not so bad i think i'm gonna be chasing around mice in here a bit well that's covered then i prefer if you get a cat is a bit beneath my dignity just laugh. Also, because, you know, cats are delicious. I wouldn't know. I'll take your word for it. He nods. And then you see his eyes light up with delight. Or, you think you might raise chickens here? Oh, good. It's cheap. Gives you a very broad grin. We have to serve food. Chicken's cheap. So, there's a high chance you'll have a field day. Oh yeah, I'll keep I'll keep a close eye on him. Yeah. <laughs> a literal fox in the hen house. Yeah. Well, Rian, you seem to be very happy. I, I mean, I don't. This is a, this is a tavern together that we own in a port town. There's fewer few things in the world I ever felt I needed in life. I didn't even know I needed this one. But now that I have it, I needed it. It is... Ah, 
It's like it's like the it's like when you have you ever had something like happen to you, and it's just like oh wait that was one of my dreams I didn't even realize it. That's what this is. Yes, actually. Ooh, I'm sure there's a tale that goes with that one. And as he's saying it, he's pulling a uh, berry off his pack. Oh, forgot about <laughs> him. Uh, and unpacking him, kind of setting him on the table. Be like, hey, Barry, I think you have a new home here. You get the sense that Barry is looking around at himself and his surroundings. And there's a very long silence. And then... This place is great! <laughs> <laughs>